0: I'm gonna Cause I,
1: I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, reward white.
2: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. Welcome to Game Time here on a football Friday. It's game day. We are glad you're with us as we get ready to roll through a uh a, a Friday afternoon. Tom Barfield, Aaron Sexton in our in our Alan Samuel studios and Ward White's is uh, in Temple at Wildcat Stadium where the cats are going to get ready to uh, take on the hippos of Hutto. Ward how are you? You ready to go? Outstanding.
3: Yes, I'm ready to go. It is a football Friday and it's always fun to uh, start the show in a press box somewhere on a Friday afternoon.
2: <laughs> that, that That is a good thing, isn't it?
3: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Should be fun one tonight.
2: So uh, t- tell me what you're looking for out of the, uh, out of the cats, obviously not the start that they've, that they've wanted at, at 0 and 2, but, uh, continued growth, continued development within the, within the season. So what are you looking for tonight as, uh, as they play the hippos? Well, I, you know, I think that
3: the offense needs to get on track. They really haven't found a rhythm offensively all season long uh, against the first two teams. And so you have an opportunity tonight to maybe, get that moving in the right direction before you get into district play and this is the last tune-up before district play so you kind of need to do that uh, defensively I think they need to be better up front defensively the uh, front line has not put a whole lot of pressure on the opposing offense so they're going to have to be better in that situation and, and they got to get off the field defensively they can't stay out there uh, for as many snaps as they have in the first two ball games they've got to find a way to get off the field on third downs and uh, give the offense some good field position and try to let them get jump started. You know, I, I think this team is, you know, you hate to say it this early in the year, but this, this team just needs a win at this point, right?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I that's, that's exactly right. I mean, you, we've talked about it before. You got to cash that paycheck at the end of the week. And when you, uh, you know, when you're playing football and, and, and then you go out on the field, I mean, you, you need to win a football game on Friday night and, I, I think Coach Stewart and, and the Cats are probably in that position right now, and yeah, they want to get better, and they want to do all those things, but you you want to win one, you want to get you want to get a taste of that as you get ready for to uh, to go into district play.
3: Well, yeah, I think it's important that you know we've talked about it in length about you know you want to schedule good opponents, and you know the the outcome is, is not you know the most important thing. It's the, that your team gets better. Well, it, it, that's that's all well and good. Until you're staring down the barrel of not having a win before you get into district play, I, I think that that's something you need to find a win in that situation too and still make yourself a better team. I'm not saying you need to schedule one cupcake or do anything like that, I, I don't ever buy into that. But you need to find a way to beat one of these good teams and, and make yourself a better football team just to get that little bit of a confidence, that little bit of a swagger that you need to move through a very competitive district. And, you know, in 12 6A, don't forget, this is a very competitive district. There's a lot of good teams in this
2: district. And we'll get into some high school football here in uh, a little later in the program. You know, I don't know if you've heard, Ward, but something kind of happened in the Big 12 today, too.
3: Yeah, I heard a little bit of rumbling about something going on in the Big 12. And, uh, you know, it, 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 sounds like, it sounds like the Big 12 is trying to find a way to move on without – the two blue bloods that left.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's, I, I think it was absolutely a home run for the Big Twelve, what the, what they got done today. And again, we we've talked about it, but when when you when you sign up a BYU, I, I it, it, that's a, that's a big that's a big hit to me, uh, for this league, and because they have a fan base and they have an alumni base that stretches from one coast to the other. I mean, this is a good get for the big 12 conference.
3: I think it is too. I, you know, we talked about being able to find somebody to come into this conference that not necessarily has the brand. Do you need to get that? No, I'm sorry. (laughs) That that has the brand, uh, going forward. And, and who would that be? And one of the teams that you mentioned right off the bat was BYU kind of has that brand that, you know, Maybe allows you to kind of put a stamp on the big twelve. I don't know that it's as big as Texas, but like you say, it's very large. They have a large footprint across the United States, and so that's gonna help you in itself just adding that team alone
2: well, and you know some and a great point was made earlier today, and I don't remember who did it, but this be this just became a national conference as opposed to a regional conference and I know you could say well you've had west virginia well yeah but it's it's mainly mainly been right here in the middle part of the country now you got BYU to your left you've got cincinnati to your to your right you've got uh, central florida uh, so the footprint of this league this just became a national conference well
3: and I think it already was one on on a on a certain scale because of the fact that you had Oklahoma in this conference and they continually have made the college football playoffs since it is premiered and so you you had some national attention Texas of course is a national brand name i mean it's not just in this region that there's longhorn fans i mean they're they're all over the country too because of the brand and because of the alumni base so but i i understand what you're saying the footprint got bigger because of where the locations of the institutions that you added are there's no doubt it got probably a little bit larger just from that fan base alone but I still think it had a national footprint and that's something that I you know I think that the conference could ill afford not to do right because if you have those type of teams that leave your conference you better go out and find some one that broadens the eyeballs on you just by location alone if not by the the type of teams that they bring in and what i mean by are they continually year after year in the top 10 top 15 top 25 you know the bottom of the top 25 is so fluent throughout the season i really don't say they have to be in the top 25 because to me that doesn't matter a whole lot but they need to be in the top 10 at least the top 15 each and every year and if they're hanging around in those areas well then then your national footprint is pretty large just on that alone
2: and i was what i was referring to i guess is is that recruiting situation you're now playing teams on a regular basis, look how look how teams strategically schedule their non-conference games. They schedule places where they it's a lot of times where they want to go recruit. Well, now you've got the opportunity to go into Florida every other year and play a football game because they're in your league now. You're going into that uh, into that uh, greater Cincinnati, Ohio area because they're in your league every other year, I, and that's kind of where I was going with with the footprint thing. I, it gives you that recruiting tool. Uh, that you don't have to you don't have to schedule non conference games in particular parts of the country to go introduce your program there, and that's that you know again that's how a lot of non conference games are scheduled. It's based on hey we want to get into this market from a recruiting standpoint we need to be in this market. Well now you're you're doing that on a on a, on a regular basis, and I just think it's beneficial to the league. Well I, I agree with
3: that to a certain extent, but for me. And you probably already know where I'm going with this because I feel like you better win Texas before you worry about winning somewhere else. Because the best players in the country are coming from your own backyard and they're venturing out somewhere else. And we've always said we've got to find or you've got to find a way to keep those kiddos at home. Now I don't know if this is gonna do it, but it gives them a larger map to look at and say, hey, I get to play here, I get to play here, I get to play here. Well maybe that helps you a little bit. But I, I I'm a firm believer if you better you better win that recruiting battle here at home before you start trying to worry about everywhere else. Now pick up some others in the other place and you make a valid point. Yeah, you need to, but for me, I need to win this backyard. Well, this I, needs I, to be I, I, mine, and I don't want anybody else coming in and stealing my players. And that's what's happened time and time again. And part of the reason why Oklahoma and, and Texas left, it yeah, it's for the money, it's to be in that conference. But they got tired of losing players to the SEC. Now they can say, hey, you want to play in that big conference? Well, big boy, I'm in that big conference.
4: Yeah, especially in the uh, Houston area. I mean, that's just become SEC country as far as recruiting and the big recruits that come out of that area. Now, of course, a few will, you know, go to uh, Big 12 schools and have went to uh, Texas and Oklahoma, but A&M has just killed recruiting, and I mean that in a good way. And LSU. And LSU, and, you know, every once in a while you get Alabama or Georgia come in and cherry-pick a a, a prospect or two, but they've just dominated recruiting in Houston for the past, well, ever since A&M you know, join the SEC pretty much.
2: And I agree, you better be able to recruit the state of Texas. You have to recruit the state of Texas. Sure. But everybody else knows that, too, and there's only about 12 or 13 Division One schools located in, within the borders of this state that know that as well. I, I'm saying that you better be able to find some angles, uh, some other angles in, in your recruiting uh, in your recruiting territory to go find some players because it is so crowded. And, and as you pointed out, the Oklahomas, the Oklahoma States, I mean, the LSU's, the McNeese's—they're all coming over here because they know this is where the great players are located.
3: Yeah, and, and 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 you know they should. They're smart for doing that. But the ones I'm talking about is you're letting some of the big boys go, and you got to find a way to keep some of those guys here. Well, you know, it, but again, I don't know how that's accomplished. But I, I I do feel like that that's that's something that that's been missing from all these schools around here. I, I I'm not just pointing at at one school in the Big 12. I think a a lot of them have missed the boat, mm-hmm. and and it may have been because, I it maybe it was the conference, maybe it wasn't the conference. I don't know. I have no idea. But I do know that if you talk to those coaches in the Big 12, you go to them and then they say, you know, what's the first thing you want to do in recruiting? I want to win the war in Texas. I want to keep kids at home and get the best players in this state excited about going to my school. I, I would just—I would bet that that's the first thing that comes out of their mouth.
2: And uh, let's see what else is going on. We're going and we're going to talk about that probably uh, a lot today. In fact, I know we will because uh, Drew Davidson from the Fort Worth Star Telegram is going to be on with us next. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the, the Cowboy game last night, and I, I saw a text. Or Well, no, it was actually on Facebook. Uh, Steven Simcox, our, our good buddy, he posted, yep, uh, some things never changed. The Cowboys were just good enough to lose last night. and uh, <laughs> so, you, you know, in, in Ward, we've talked so much about Zeke and so much about Dak and so much about the offensive line and so much about a new defensive coordinator and a new linebacker and all that. In in part of the problem last night, kicking game. Well, oh,
3: yeah. I mean, that—that's something that that will drive a coach absolutely crazy is to have to worry about the kicking game. Now, you want to be sound in the kicking game. You want to spend a lot of time on the kicking game, but you want that to be almost automatic. Automatic I mean, in it, the NFL. Yeah, in well, almost anywhere. I mean, you—you you want to have the confidence that you can roll out and kick a PAT. You know, seven out of seven times in a ball game, if you need to. That's just something that will make a coach old before his time and even the the mid-range field goals should be you know pretty close to where you you can see you know I understand you miss hit one every now but that one he missed last night that was terrible that was an awful kick and and I I don't know it's that's got to get cleaned up in a hurry because look you had that extra point in that field goal guess what yeah, a ball game.
2: Well, it changes the complexion of that last drive because now the, they're going to uh, – it, well, it changes the complexion of the last two drives, really, if, you, if you're able to execute. But, man, uh, you're right. Those, those have to be automatics. I mean, we're talking about in the National Football League, those guys are, are – from 47, 48 yards, that's just about automatic these days. I mean, these guys Should are so, so good. And, and I know they moved the PAT back. Uh, a couple of years ago but that's, eh, that, that. That's, that's that you you've got to drill that home 99.9% of the time you you, yep. you can't have that and he said it i mean he he at least he owned it uh but it doesn't do any good you're now Owen Watt as you get ready for the Chargers on the road to, on Sunday uh, a week from Sunday anyway
3: oh yeah and you're going to be without one of your best offensive linemen as well is Lyle Collins has now been hit with a five game uh, suspension from the NFL so that offensive line just got troublesome for the Dallas Cowboys, and that's some place that we've said you can't have any problems there. You no, just can't. There's but, not enough depth.
2: And, and there's and when you've got these parts moving in and out like that, there's no continuity on there the was, offensive line. And we've screamed about continuity for the last two years with that
1: group.
3: Yeah, uh, and and now you you've got to try to figure some things out, and you better figure them out in a hurry, uh, because again, if that offensive line is is decimated. Well, your big-time high-dollar quarterback is in trouble because you can't ill afford to get him back there and get hurt.
2: All right, so here's what we got. We're going to visit with Drew Davison from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram and talk about uh, the Big 12 and talk about the expansion and the new look of the conference. We will also talk with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine today. And uh, we'll visit with Greg about uh, high school football and all that kind of fun stuff. And then uh, Kyle Yeomans from uh, the Dallas Cowboy Network would join us around 5.30 this afternoon to uh, talk about uh, last night's football game and look ahead to the Sunday game. And, of course... Talk about uh, Collins in that suspension. So we got a lot of stuff on the table today for this uh, for this football Friday edition of the program. Now it's a strange deal for me, Ward, because this is one of those rare Friday nights where I'm, I'm twiddling my thumbs. Uh, you know what do I do? I you know my deal was last night. Uh, uh, Kaleem knocked off Waco forty-two to six last night, so. I'm going okay. Let me get the list out and start finding a game I want to go watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's kind of the plan tonight. But I'll be I'll be one of those guys hanging on the fence someplace.
3: Well, it's so hard, you know, to have Thursday night games, and I get it because stadiums and you have to have those Thursday night games. But I never was a fan as as a coach to have that Thursday night game because it just, I mean, look, athletes, especially high school athletes, but any athlete, you know, this is a creature of habit. And you get that thing out of out of kilter, and any you know anything bad can happen and probably will just because that's the way it is. And so having those Thursday night games are just they're really tough. And you know for you and I who who do this from up here, Thursday nights you get it in. And you're kind of excited because you get a thir- hey we get a game day early this week, and then you look around and you go. Now what in the heck am I going to do Friday night? Yeah, now what?
2: <laughs> that's exactly right. Now what? And that's why I hate open dates. Uh, you know, yes. what I do with that. I know coaches and players probably like them, but I'm like, no, 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 no. We, we can't have an open date. All right. To 17 after 4, four seventeen. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas.
5: ...by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Looking great for high school football tonight. Clear skies, very quiet conditions. Later on tonight, we'll see a little haze move across the region with lows dropping to 63 degrees... Hazy sunshine in the forecast for tomorrow. High of 95 and looks good on Sunday with mostly sunny skies and 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out Fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
6: Baylor football lives here. It's the Bears 2021 home opener this Saturday from McLean Stadium hosting Texas Southern. 4 p.m.
2: for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show live from Touchdown Alley. 6 p.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Tigers. John, JJ, and Ricky have the call
1: right here on the home of the Bears. ESPN Central Texas.
7: Looking for a dependable used work truck at an affordable price? Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pawn has used work trucks, perfect for construction job sites, half tons and one ton trucks, crew cabs, dualies, and trucks with metal beds, plus cargo vans, GMCs, Dodges, and Chevys. Plus, they have used cattle trailers and construction trailers, all priced to move. Check out these vehicles today and be ready to make a deal. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pawn, 3101 Robinson Drive in Waco.
6: Today on Hey Culligan, sustainability and better water. Here's Sam. Hey
9: Culligan, I'm really
6: into
8: sustainability. My clothes, my utensils, my food. But how do I get more sustainability from my
3: water?
6: Super question, Sam, and the answer is an always-on drinking water system from Culligan, which helps eliminate the equivalent of 15 billion single-use plastic bottles a year. Whoa, that's a ton of sustainability. 416,000 tons, Sam, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central
3: Texas Sports Center Update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dak Prescott threw for 403 yards and three touchdowns, had one interception, and the Cowboys only rushed for 60 yards. The Super Bowl champ Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Cowboys 31 to 29 to start the NFL season. College football tonight, one game in the Big 12, Kansas is at number 17, Coastal Carolina, kickoff at 6 30. Last night in high school football, Parker Heights and McNeil had their game postponed because of stadium issues. The Clean Kangaroos beat Waco Lions. 42 to nothing. Tonight on our airways, Waco University hosts Terrell on Star 104.9, pregame at 7. And the Temple Wildcats host the Huddle Hippos, pregame at 7 on Fox Sports Central Texas. The Vader Bears have their home opener tomorrow at McLean Stadium with Texas Southern. Our coverage starts with Game Day Live with Tom Barfield, Matt Mosley, and Lark Smith
1: starting at 2 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios.
2: 422, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by... Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car biz. We are in the uh, Alan Samuels studios. And uh, Ward Weitz is down at uh, Wildcat Stadium in Temple getting ready for the cats and the hippos coming up uh, tonight over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Also uh, over on Star 104.9, it'll be Terrell and uh, the University Trojans. And then everybody comes back over here to ESPN Central Texas for the uh, Friday night high school football scoreboard show. All right, uh, 423, and uh, let's talk a little bit about the Cowboy game last night. Uh, Ward, did, I, I, I'm, and I'm going to – we'll get into this with, with Kyle, but y- you had a chance to watch a lot of it. Uh, I, and I'm just curious if that was the plan going in not to run the football or 11 carries for Zeke. Uh, yeah. that That's a – I get that you don't have Zach Martin. I get that they've got a terrific defensive front, but come on, eleven attempts, that. eleven attempts. Come on, attempts? don't give me that.
3: Yeah, I I I, I was screaming, <laughs> screaming at the television last night, wondering what 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 are you doing? What what in the world are you doing? You've got that guy back there, get him lathered up, let him go, and and look, I to me, that's been Kellen Moore's problem since he has gotten this position, is if something doesn't work right off the bat, he abandons it immediately and never goes back to it. And you know in this game you can't do that. I mean, you're going to have plays that are blown up. You're going to have things that that don't necessarily go for six or seven or eight or nine yards at a clip. I mean, it may go for a loss. It may go for one. It may go for three. And then all of a sudden, boom you're out there and you go for 12 or 15. or you, You've got to get and steal the running game. It's still the game of football. I don't care if it's a passing league or not. You want to win games like last night, then you run the ball more than you did last night, I, and I, you probably will win it.
2: I saw this, or I heard this stat, and I I, me, I meant to look it up, but the, there's a stat that in Dak's young career, when he throws for 50 or more times in a game, one in six. Yeah. And, and heard, th- there you go, proofs in the pudding,
3: right? Well, I heard
4: another stat that on Colin Cowell heard that they're like zero and sixteen, their last sixteen, when they don't score at least thirty points, and you can't score thirty points with Zeke getting three yards of carry.
2: Well, I mean, no, you, 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 you but can't. you can't you can't look at Zeke. He had number. nowhere
4: to run anytime he had the ball. What are they supposed to do?
2: I, it, Jason Garrett used to, to run him it.
4: twice into the line. And get nothing and then punt instead He's of scoring. He's a
2: guy that has to get 15 to 16 carries to just even get In the
3: into first rhythm.
4: If they decide that's what they're going to take away, which that's what they decided. Doesn't matter. You, you have still to, run the ball. That's Doesn't not, matter. No, you still you have run the ball. You have to adjust.
3: No, you don't. Absolutely don't. You do not change your game plan that early because of something somebody else is doing. You, you're you not, still you're, find you're a way to run the ball.
2: You're not going to win. This team's not going to win with, he, with him throwing 58 times. They're not, not going it. to it's win. It's not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen.
3: You're right. You're absolutely right. It does too many things wrong. Uh, it also stretches your defense to where they're not going to be able to withstand it. You can't have them taking that many snaps. Well, you, you there's can't so manage. many other things involved in it. And, and look, you've got to be able to – and Kellen Moore didn't set up anything again last night, and that's been another complaint that you know for me. And, and look, I'm being critical, but it, it, it's not real hard to see that – there's no rhyme or reason – for the play calls that sometimes that he has in a game it to me i can't see where he's looking three or four plays ahead or a series ahead or setting something up to do something else and you can't do that by only running the ball that many times i mean you have to run the ball and you you have to be able to do it and and even if it's not working you still have to try to be able to establish the running game where's the game one on the line of scrimmage ninety nine percent time The football game is won at the line of scrimmage. And if you win the line of scrimmage, you can run the football. Don't give me – and just running it that few times, that's not going to get Zeke into a ball game. He knows he's not going to get that many carries, and he's that type of running back. What are the best running backs? In the fourth quarter, when they're carrying the ball thirty or forty times, and they get better at the end of the game, that's exactly who Zeke was when he first started getting that many carries. He was
2: better at the end of the game than he was in the first quarter. Well, and if that is your plan, then why did you you you, you could why have you anybody? So yeah, much? that's exactly right. You could have I mean, Pollard you could just, or anybody you could else. Put anybody back there. Absolutely. If you're only going to run it about ten or eleven times, I agree. All right, uh, four twenty-seven. And, and one of the things that Dak Prescott talked about in in the post game was the identity of the uh, – of this football team and the team is going to fight.
11: Yeah, we're going to fight. Uh, we're going to fight both sides of the ball. We played complimentary football um, better than we have in my time here. Um, those guys, as I said, we didn't convert in the red zone. You turn around and one play later, they got a, they have an interception or they got a fumble or whatever it was. Uh, they're stepping up and um, we're playing together. And that's the great part about it. The energy on the sideline never was down. Uh, we're trusting and believing in one another make plays. We're holding each other accountable. Uh, and we're going to do that year uh, – as, as the year goes on, and this is just the beginning. So, um, proud of the way that we fought, proud of the way that we that we uh, played, and just uh, we came up short.
2: That's a, that's a Dak Prescott talking about uh, the uh, just just the identity of the football team in, in in complimentary football. Now, Micah Parsons had a different perspective of the game, and I kind of liked what he said. He said, "Hey, you know what? It was on us, the defense, to get it done."
12: You still have one more job to do. It Doesn't matter about what you did in the first, second, or the third.
11: You gotta get it done right there. Um, whether it's special teams, whether it's you know penalties, whatever it may be, it came down to that drive, and you know, we gotta win the game.
1: That
2: is uh, Michael Parsons. And, and, you That's know, what you want. Yeah, you want a guy to say that. Absolutely you want a guy to say that. And you know what? And and you want the kicker to step up and say, Hey, look, you know, I didn't get my job done either. But at the end of the day, I'd much rather that kicker get the job done than step up to the podium and say he didn't. You know you know what I mean? Well yeah. <laughs> so execute is what it comes down to. But, you know, and, and look, we can argue all day long. I know Tom Brady threw it 50 times uh, in the game last night, and they didn't run it but about 14 or 15 times Tampa Bay. But I, 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 for me, if you got Zeke and a trimmed down Zeke and, and all of that stuff, use him. Con- control, control the line of scrimmage, control the clock and, with, with Zeke. And, again, I understand Martin wasn't there. That's a great defensive line. But you just don't abandon the uh, – The uh, the running game uh, that early,
3: not not to me you don't I I just you just don't and and I you know it's still you know it's a viable part of the offense or it should be a viable part of the offense and you know I I get tired everybody saying well it's a passing game now well not if you run the ball it's not I mean go make it a different game then and, and and put them in a different situation why why do you see so many College coaches running some different things, and and some high school coaches, Tom, you've seen them, line up in the wing tee. Why? Because nobody else does it, and it gives you an advantage. Well, if nobody else is throwing the ball in the NFL and you can run it, then run it It, and make it an advantage for you. You have the horses to be able to do it and it's on you for not getting it done.
2: All right, to 4.30, and uh, we'll talk more about the Cowboys a little later on with Kyle Young. We're, when we come, and we're running late, when we come back, we're going to visit with Drew Davidson of the Worth Star-Telegram. That's next on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater way Area For top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you're just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor. Our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to help you from start to finish. Come visit with Greg or Scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther Drive, just off North Valley Mills behind Applebee's Restaurant. Redwoods Incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention. So please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by Redwoods Incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be. You'll be glad you did.
13: Hey, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry Law Firm. They're trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Stecker Wayne Cochran Cherry now has an office in Waco, managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He's obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients. Due in no small part to his ingenuity, and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Sherry law firm at SWC law That's SWC law
14: Come as you are and enjoy food you won't forget at Oakley's Rustic Grill and Oakley Shuck and Shack at the Route 77 food truck park.
2: Oakley's Rustic Grill features burgers, baskets, po' boys, plus a Monday through Friday lunch special. One entree, two sides for 8 dollars Try the Buffalo Mac and Cheese. It's mac and cheese topped with buffalo fried chicken tenders or the Big Tex Burger, brisket and a chuck patty topped with cheddar cheese, apple with smoked bacon, onions, pickles, and barbecue sauce.
14: Oakley's Shuck and Shack features fresh seafood, grilled cheese, and more. They have lobster served three different ways, plus Gulf and Blue Point Oysters and Oysters Rockefeller.
2: A great place to refuel before or after the game. And you won't have to wait an hour to be served. Oakley's Rustic Grill and Oakley's Shuckin' Shack at the Route 77 Food Truck Park, 17th and LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Open at 11 every day except Sunday. Climate-controlled inside seating is available.
10: InCommons Bank is rooting for all of our local teams this 2021 football season. While you gear up for game days this fall, why not earn money at the same time? With the new Mars Rewards checking account from InCommons Bank, you can earn money every time you swipe your debit card. Earn while snagging spirit shirts, snacks, and supplies for celebrations after the big win with the Mars Rewards debit card. It's the perfect card for everyday purchases. Visit us in person or online at InCommonsBank.com forward slash Mars to find out more information. Member FDIC.
1: Okay, stand by. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios.
2: Alright, 434, welcome back in. This is game time on a Friday afternoon. It is game day. A lot of high school football in and around Central Texas. And we got one Big 12 game coming up tonight, Coastal and... And Kansas, and we're going to talk some about Big Twelve football. And we're going to welcome into the program from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, Drew Davidson. And Drew, uh, good afternoon. How are you today?
15: Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on.
2: Hey, this is a uh, this is a historic day for the conference, and just wanted to get your overall impressions of of what the league has done.
12: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it was necessary, right, to, to expand with OU and Texas leaving. And, and I do feel like they got the four best available programs. I don't think any power five school uh, was going to leave, you know, to join the big 12. So uh, they kind of had to look at the group of five level and, and obviously the independent level at BYU. And, and I think they, you know, all four, you know, bring something to the league. I think BYU's, you know, clearly brings the most immediate value uh, just in terms of their fan base and, and tradition-rich programs, uh, And then when you look at it, Houston, that just helps the Big 12 kind of further solidify itself as, as a Texas conference, a Texas league, uh, with four schools here in our state. And then uh, UCF and, and Cincy, you know, they've obviously had some recent success. And, and Cincy's, you know, uh, got, got a pretty good basketball tradition as well. So I think... You know, all four make sense, and, and I feel like the league, from a football perspective, uh, should be able to hang with the Pac 12s and, and the ACCs of the world going forward.
3: So, you feel like that these four teams are beneficial enough to keep this conference at a Power Five conference?
12: Yeah, I mean, if, if, if there's a Power Five, they are certainly uh, the fifth best. If not, in some cases, Better than that. Um, and especially, you know, just when you look at, it, you know, kind of like the Pac 12 here the last couple of years, um, they've really kind of struggled with USC and, and Oregon not being at the level uh, their potential or, or they've been accustomed to, so to speak. So, uh, but yeah, I, I do think Big 12 and it, it, it brought us a reach into Florida and Ohio um, as potential more recruiting grounds and, and things like that. So I do feel like. Um, you know, this does kind of quantify themselves as the Power Five, and, and more than that, it kind of, you know, even widens the gap, I guess, between the Power Five and the Group of Five, of, you know, with these top Group of Five schools uh, leaving since so the.
2: We, we talk a lot about television and, and eyeballs and all those kind of things, and, and you get that with BYU, and you certainly get the marketplace uh, with, with Houston. What does this do when you, when you start expanding literally the the footprint of the league? How beneficial is it to the to the original eight? When when you are now going to play in the state of Florida on a regular basis, and you're and you're going to play in in Cincinnati, Ohio on a regular basis, what what does that do from a recruiting tool for the uh, for the original eight?
12: Well, I I think it helps. You know, I, I think it. You know, obviously, I'm I'm sure if you ask every school or every football program or basketball program, they'll probably feel like, hey, we you know we, we we can recruit nationally, so to speak. But it does help being able to say, hey. We're going to be playing in Florida, we're going to be playing in Ohio, uh, you know, during your college career, so you're going to be able to play in your home state, so to speak. So that it helps in that regard, uh, but obviously, you know, it's not like adding Ohio State or Florida or, or Florida State, so to speak, but, um, but, you know, it does provide a presence in, in those time zones, in those areas, uh, w- which is, you know, valuable uh, from a recruiting standpoint.
3: Does expansion into the playoffs, and if it does become fruition like we think it's going to, does that help this conference as well now with these teams in it?
12: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I do think, you know, I I don't see how the Big 12 loses its Power 5 label unless, you know, that they decide, that hey, we're just doing a Power 4, right? Then they're on the outside looking in, but... Uh, I, I do think, you know, it, it, it gets them a seat at the table. And in these four programs, I mean, if you look at a under Luke Fickle, a top 10 caliber program, so, um, you know, it's, 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 these, the four schools they're adding have kind of proven themselves on the field, so to speak. So, you know, it's not like uh, the, their reaches or stretches that, you know, the, oh, can these schools play? I mean, they've shown here in the last, uh, decade that yes they can and they can play uh, with the best teams in the country.
2: Drew there was obviously a lot of speculation about Texas and Oklahoma how they're going to sit tight and, and just see if this league kind of implodes and and everybody goes scattering to the wind but that clearly doesn't appear to that it's going to happen so it is I I guess the uh the, the the ball's in in their court now so to speak.
12: Yeah, one well, and I and I've not been told whether OU or Texas just simply abstain from the vote, or if they were no votes on expansion. You know, the, the press release just said the eight continuing members all unanimously approved these decisions. So, um, you know, it, it kind of remains to be seen whether or not uh, or Texas and OU, as like I said, just kind of sat out, abstained because they're not going to be part of the league going forward, or uh, if, if they were no votes. And you know, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think. It's, going to, you know, be decided by lawyers whether or not, you know, there may be a legal case that, hey, this is in the league we signed up for and what we agreed to or whatnot. So, um, you, you know, I think uh, I'm sure attorneys are getting excited about the uh, <laughs> the, the, the billable hours coming their way, uh, so to speak. But but for us fans, you know, that doesn't factor in too, too much, right? You know, whether or not, um, you know... O, OU or Texas, uh, you know, is subject to whatever fee. But uh, but, long story short, I, I don't know where UT and OU stand, but I'm sure they want to get out as soon as possible. I mean, just, just from the simple recruiting perspective, right, we talked about the Big 12 benefiting by getting into Ohio and Florida. Uh, Texas and OU uh, probably aren't benefiting uh, by saying, hey, we're going to the SEC and now telling kids, well, that well, you're going to play the first few years of your college career as a lame dunk in the Big 12, and then we're going to the SEC. So uh, they're not really able to use the SEC as a as a selling point right now. So um, that, that's what I'm sure they're trying to work out or figure out a, a way to get out earlier. But, you know, the Big 12 uh, certainly strength in its case is a viable league today. Get in the future, whereas OU and Texas will have to pay, or, you know, there will be some certain negotiation uh, on the horizon. With the Big 12
3: adding these four teams, did that strengthen their hand against Texas and OU in that situation, you think?
16: Uh,
12: you, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know if it's – uh, it, it strengthened it in terms of the league's not going to dissolve – uh, and, and there will be a leak to pay, so to speak, that can collect those checks. Um, it may have weakened it if, if there is – and I, I don't know the bylaws, and I'm not an attorney, but, you know, if, if there is some sort of legalese where, hey, this is not the conference we agreed to these terms mm-hmm. on or whatnot. So that's why I just think, uh, you, you know, it will probably it ultimately be handled in a courtroom somewhere. Um, but I, I do think the Big 12 strengthened itself as a viable conference going forward, as opposed to being on life support like we thought they were uh, <laughs> when the news broke that OU and UT were leaving.
2: Matt, let's uh, let's turn our attentions to what's going on on the field. Obviously, great start for uh, for the frogs as they get the big win over Duquesne, and now the Cow Bears are, are next up for TCU.
12: Yeah, uh, Cal, you know, it's kind of a rematch of the 2018 Cheez-It Bowl, kind of uh, the infamous nine-interception game, uh, the best bad football game you might, <laughs> maybe in recent uh, years uh, that, that anyone has seen. But, you know, Cal is, the the quarterback that started that game was a freshman uh, in 2018. He's a senior now and obviously has improved and grown. Uh, but Cal is coming off of Lost to Nevada, they blew an early lead uh, to the Wolf pack. So, you know, obviously they're trying to get uh, things straightened out and, and on the right track. Uh, but TCU, you know, they kind of had what you would expect facing a 1-double-A team. Um, you know, big win. They looked good, of course. Um, but, you know, this week will really kind of tell just how they match up against another Power 5 team. Uh, but TCU certainly, you know, inside their building, they feel like they've got something spe- something potentially special uh, brewing.
2: Hey, Drew, man, we uh, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for uh, for popping on and in, and in, uh, in, in talking Big Twelve football with us. We look forward to uh, to visiting with you again soon.
12: I Always enjoy talking to you guys. Take
2: care. Hey, have a great day. That is a Drew Davidson from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, and uh, the uh, the frogs and in 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 cow coming up tomorrow afternoon at two thirty. And it's interesting, Ward, just to listen to everybody's different take on on the same news. I mean, in in for some, mm-hmm. it's dramatically different. I mean, but uh, uh, one thing's for sure, uh, th- th- this league today uh, certainly solidified itself, and, and that's uh, that's that's great news for everybody concerned.
3: Yeah, I, I think it took a step in the right direction, and it's going to be interesting like he said, you know, how does it unfold from here? Because one, I know that, that probably Texas and OU, as he alluded to, want to get to the SEC to use that as a recruiting tool and, and everything else that comes with it sooner than later. And I think, I, I would think, I, I don't know this, but I would think that the Big 12 wants to move on sooner than later and, and get these these guys in uh, in here. They did this for a reason, and it's not you know to, to just sit back and go well. We'll see you in about four or five years. I mean, they you know they want to they want to try to strengthen their conference as soon as possible, and so in, in all the questions to to go away. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how it plays out. I you know I I don't think. I don't think you want to be the one that, you know, the Big 12 wants their money. There's no doubt about it. But I I just see this thing coming to a conclusion sooner rather than later on an agreement to to where it's beneficial for both sides.
2: Well, uh, and I hope you're right. And, and, again, the cool thing about it is for, for- – the Big Twelve is BYU's an independent, and they don't have to talk to anybody. So sure, the, they're, they're they're headed this way as soon as possible. You know, they're you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they got a for sale sign in the front yard right now. And they're packing their, <laughs> their 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 belongings, and they're headed to the Big Twelve. And I think they'll be here in 2023. So uh, you know. That's that's a positive. So we'll see how that all goes. Hey, don't forget tomorrow we're going to be broadcasting live from ten until noon. We are going to be over at Diamore Fine Jewelers, and that's at forty five forty one West Waco Drive. And uh, it, it's we're there for the first responders, the seventh annual appreciation day for our first responders. If so, if you're a a police officer, an EMT, a firefighter, a dispatcher in the area. Come on over. We got some great goodies just for you. And I think it's the first 100 that show up tomorrow. They're going to get some uh, some nice goodies and it just a, a a a a way for Dia More to say thank you to our first responders, and that'll be tomorrow from 10 until noon. I think the event's going on all day, but we'll be there from 10 until noon, and I look forward to it, so there you go. Uh, Let's take a second here, and let's talk about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Alan Samuels is an award-winning dealer, but you will find much, much more with their great award-winning products. The, The new 2021 Ram has been ranked number one automotive brand by J.D. Power's initial quality study. With the 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two, right behind the Ram, it uh, it doesn't stop there. How about the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, named the highest quality midsize truck in in the uh, automotive model? So just you could see they got great vehicles, they've got uh, great deals on these great vehicles, and then they're going to provide you outstanding, above uh, above the call of duty on. On uh, service so why not check out Alan Samuels today Ted Teague and his staff waiting to see you they're at 201 West Loop 340 they're just down from Highway 84 and of course as you know Alan Samuels is your friend in the car business the China Spring Coaches Show with Brian Bell brought to you by Kristen Clements Camille
7: Johnson Realtors Triple S Sports Benchmark Mortgage and First National Bank of Central Texas
17: China Spring Cougars 2-0 and after a 21-13 win over Lorena. Coach, I tell you what, those Lorena Leopards, they made a challenge for you, didn't they?
18: Absolutely, yes, sir. Uh, I knew it going into the game. They're going to be well-coached and play hard, and uh, they got some really good athletes over there. and. Uh, Um, some big play potential and so uh, they got behind us on a couple things and made it definitely made it a game and 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 scared us for for a while there
17: what what is it about your offense that you think you need to improve on
18: generically speaking i think the passing game we just got to get more consistent in the running game we got to find guys that are that are willing to kind of step up in in the box and do things right Um, i think the one thing we're doing really good right now offensively is protecting the ball Uh, those guys are really being being intentional about uh, protecting the football when they're running it, and uh, ball security's really given us a chance the first few games, and hopefully we can continue that and uh, keep taking care of the football.
17: Defensively, what did maybe Lorena expose that you need to fix?
18: A lot of different things. I think they just they were a little bit more physical than we were. You know, we didn't throw the ball efficiently enough, and and a lot of those were um, just uh, not not completing balls, and uh, part of that was bad play calling and not giving us a chance to uh, to exploit Lorena's weaknesses. So that's on me, and so. Um, just a combination of different things, but well, we've really uh, kind of dissected it and really uh, been intentional this past week and and finding out what we need to get better at, and hopefully it's going to show this Friday night.
17: Well, this Friday night tradition, Rich Brownwood coming to China Spring after a loss to Midland Greenwood, they should be ready for you.
18: Absolutely, I know the Brownwood lines are are uh, ready to play us uh, for a lot of different reasons, but you know, major our quarterback used to used to go to Brownwood, and so uh, they're they're definitely going to be ready to play this week and. Um, After after beating them last year, they're going to be ready to come back with some vengeance. ESPN Central
1: Texas.
19: Yes.
10: When you work with a bank, you should expect the best of everything. That includes face-to-face personal service and the kind of community banking care that only comes from one neighbor to another. That's exactly what you'll get from the first National Bank of Central Texas, where you'll know your banker works as hard as you do. Because just like the Waco High Lions, they're focused on winning no matter the game. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Ah!
19: Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com.
1: Time now for the Ranger roundup brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. All right, 452 right in front of five. Okay, Ward. Okay, Ward.
2: Here, we go. Yes. here oh, we go. Here we go. How many in a row are the Rangers going for tonight? That would be 5. 5, big boy. They may not, lose, they lose, may another not one. lose another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy.
3: Is this official winning streak now? It, it, Past three is an official
2: winning streak, right? You know, one in a row for Texas is a winning streak. So, Oh, my. <laughs> uh, th- they are going for five in a row tonight when they take on the Oakland Athletics. Texas at 51 Ugh. and 88, and Oakland at 76 and 64. And of course, Oakland and Seattle and, and Houston all in a battle while uh, Texas kind of sits back and watches. Not so much. Yeah, not so much. So, uh, anyway, uh, but they have, you know, these young guys, we, we talked about it uh I guess, what, uh, yesterday after the uh, Wednesday afternoon get-out-of-town game, the the, the Rangers, these young guys have given great effort, and and they're kind of fun to watch. and It will be interesting to see how the Rangers construct their roster next year going into spring training.
3: Yeah, I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on. And, you know, is it going to come within – uh, are they going to go out and, and get some guys and, and keep building uh, the infrastructure of the minor leagues? Because I still feel like that that's, you know, someplace that they were lacking for a long time. And, and they've come up quite a bit this season alone in, in their minor league uh, structure of what they've got on the farm system. And, you know, that's what good teams do to help them get to where they want to be. I mean, we saw it before. You know, when the Rangers were good, Tom, you pointed out that, you know, they had the best minor league in baseball at that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no question that they did. And the Houston Astros, they lost 100 games two seasons in a row, but they were building that minor league system. Then they got really good in the minor league system. They ushered those guys into the bigs, and look out, they win a World Series. So it's the way to get it done. It's just – Man, it's hard to watch, though.
2: All right, uh, 4.55. We're five away from five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas the Baylor Bears open up the 2021 home campaign hosting Texas Southern this Saturday night at 6 and we'll be there with the Baylor Tailgate Show. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Lark Smith, Matt Mosley and me for the Baylor Tailgate Show starting Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. We'll be there to preview the game, bring you interviews and scores and a whole lot more. Don't miss the Baylor Tailgate Show presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni this Saturday at 2 on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas.
16: Everything Go the distance with First Central Credit Union, your local team. Cheer on with lower payments by refinancing your vehicle. Rates are as low as 1.99% APR. First Central makes it a winning season with financing set to your preferences. You can select your due date and your payment frequency. Our local lenders are here to help with a game plan that meets your needs. Apply online. We make it easy to score at FirstCentralCU.com. We're your team.
1: Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA.
5: Michael Hurley of Hurley Benefit Services. I think one of the challenges that all small business owners are facing today is while they may be less than 50 employees, they're still competing with the big box companies that have full-blown benefit plans. Employers are looking for solutions, and my out-of-the-box thinking is providing a solution.
4: With the innovative coverage offered by Hurley Benefits Services, you can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better that costs
14: a lot less. HurleyBenefits.com
3: automatic chef canteen is central texas premier break room vending service provider automatic chef offers micro markets office coffee and tea service breakfast lunch and dinner products touchless vending cashless payments innovative technology let automatic chef canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs for over 50 years central texas companies have relied on automatic chef canteen for all their break room needs automatic chef canteen 6900 imperial drive in waco and online at automatic chef canteen dot com.
10: Last Chance Bar in Bellmead is under new ownership. This family-owned and operated establishment offers a small-town atmosphere with a rustic down-home feel.
14: Open seven days a week, this hometown sports bar offers a variety of entertainment.
10: Pool tournaments every Monday and Tuesday, karaoke every Thursday, and live music Saturdays.
14: Located at 1200 New Dallas Highway in Bellmead.
10: Only minutes from I-35 and a short drive from downtown Waco.
14: With the coldest beer in town and some friendly faces, stop into Last Chance Bar for some good old Texas hospitality.
10: For more information and upcoming events, log on to Last Chance Bar rtx.com
1: from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios
2: All right, 4.59, we're a minute shy of 5 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barkfield, Ward White, Aaron Sexton, we're glad you're with us. And we welcome into the program from uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Valley Sports Southwest, Greg Tepper. Greg, first of all, how was El Paso, buddy? Oh, my friend, it was so magical.
8: I, I, lo- I love everything about El Paso. Uh, The people, the food, the scenery, the football. I love everything except one thing. What's that? One glaring problem with El Paso. Yeah. And that's the time zone. It's mountain time. (laughs) It is is, mountain time. Mountain time's tough. And central, I mean, we we take it for granted here in, in 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 you know most of the state of Texas, but central time zone is God' time zone. That's 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 in the Bible. Go look it up. Like it's, it's, it's somewhere towards the back, but it's in there. And and whenever you change, it, it's tough. So El Paso, I love you. We just got to fix this one thing.
2: Hey, hey, so uh, the winning streak last night. Uh, that 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 in or the losing streak ended last night, right?
8: Yeah, so for those who don't know, El Paso Socorro, which is a a long struggling program out there uh, in El Paso, had not won a game on the field uh, since September eleventh, 2015. Okay, nearly six years to the day. Uh, and then we went out there. The Dave Campbell sex Football crew went out there uh, to go watch uh, El Paso High and El Paso Socorro, which I will admit is not you know it's not Southlake versus you know Highland Park or something like that. Some some major pa- battle of powerhouses, but What it was was an opportunity to go to my maybe the best stadium in America, which is R.R. Jones Stadium, the Lady on the Hill, and watch some football. And we just so happened to stumble into a team breaking a 53-game losing streak. Uh, And it was it was a really cool moment for those kids. You know, we were thinking about it. You know, obviously the players and the coaches, you feel good for them. But I think about the cheerleaders. Think about them going to the game for like if you're a senior, okay, you don't win a game your freshman year, you don't win a game your sophomore year, you don't win a game your junior year. And you're out there cheering, trying to get the fans fired up, and you're you're owing 2 this year, and it just may not happen. So for them to get a win, for Coach Tony Hensley and, and the Socorro Bulldogs to get a win, it was it was something special to watch
2: last night. And, and so you guys just uh, you, you road tripped it. You went out there and you had some fun, and and, and that's cool. And, and that's 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 some of the things that Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine does, isn't it? I mean, it's it, so you guys got some great stuff.
8: Yeah, you know that's one of the things that that I think we we are in such a unique position to do is you know there's. There's not a ton of outlets. Basically, there's almost none that covers uh, Texas high school football, you know, holistically. They cover it from from the entire state. And that's because it's it's tough. It's unwieldy. As somebody who covers it, the whole state, it's tough. And, and there's a lot of little nooks and crannies. But we want to make sure that, you know, that that gives us that's also, that the responsibility. But it's also, you know, it's 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 a blessing because we do get to go out there and, and go to games in El Paso and go to games in the Rio Grande Valley and these far flung places that, that yeah. Look, uh, an El Paso team is probably not winning a state championship this year. They're probably not playing for a state championship this year. But you know what? There's good football out there. There's great community out there. And everything that we love about Friday Night Lights, that transcends region. That transcends classification. Uh, it's just really special. And So uh, to do that as part of Dave Campbell's Texas football, it, it, it's certainly uh, one of the blessings.
3: Greg, Austin Westlake's been rolling along the first couple of weeks of the season. They've got Mansfield Summit coming up tonight. Is this the most athletic team that Westlake has seen this year so far?
8: I think it's certainly close. You know, this is a Summit team uh, that, of course, was a, a bit of a party crasher last year, making it all the way to the state semifinals. And they lose a couple of key play, playmakers, but they bring back uh, a number of, of others' uh, key pieces uh, to what they do, most notably uh, their their quarterback, uh, who is a special, special player. Uh, they, bring, they bring him back, and, and he's the trigger man uh, for this Jaguars attack. You know, when, when you're talking about David Hopkins, he he does a lot of things for them, and they've got playmakers all over the field. Now, look, sometimes you know they're, they're working in a number of new pieces, and that's going to be a bit of fits and starts. But this will be an interesting challenge, you know. And you talk about a stylistic challenge for Westlake that you're, they're going from playing. Uh u s Trinity, right? U.S. Trinity team that's gonna line it up, smash mouth football. They wanna do they want to go out there and, and just kind of beat you down. Now they're going up against a team with just just uncut speed. I mean a team that's just got a ton of speed on the outside and athleticism, be, try to beat them in a different way. I mean Westlake is, in my opinion, clearly a favorite in this one. Not only are they the number one team in six A, this is also a five A team there in mansfield summit but this is certainly another challenge for this uh shaft squad that obviously has eyes on bigger prizes uh, than just finishing a regular uh, a non-district schedule uh, unbeaten
2: let's uh, let's stay in that austin area just a bit and let's talk about don hyde of the la vega pirates and against uh, uh lbj this this has the makings to be a terrific football game
8: yeah, it, it sure does, and I'll also tell you this. I think it has the, the makings to be an absolute slugfest. I mean, uh, I, you you folks are obviously familiar with the way that La Vega plays. And, uh, covering covering high school football for a, a decade now across the state of Texas, uh, I think I'm comfortable saying that this is among the most La Vega, La Vega teams that we've seen. I mean, they are physical. Power running, no bones about it. They are just going to line it up and just just hit you. I mean, they are out there. They're out there to, to whip your rear end. Plain and simple. They're, they they view this football uh, football game as as a brawl. And, and LBJ's got that stomach for the fight. Another team that really broke out last year, LBJ. And, and there may be this notion that, Oh, you know, they're two star players Latrell McCutcheon off to Oklahoma, Andrew McCuba off to Clemson actually, actually started in the game last week against Georgia. Um, you thinking, okay, well, they're going to take a step back. I just don't think that's the case. I think this is a really dynamic uh, LBJ squad. They're physical up front and they've got a playmaker in Oscar, uh, in Oscar Attaway, their, their, their quarterback who is uh, can be a real game changer for them. So, uh, Oscar Gordon, I, I think that this is a really unique challenge. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter. It's going to come down to who's got the legs, plain and simple. But one thing I'll say about La Vega, you know, they are they, they always schedule a tough non-district that's a, a, that's a, a Don Hyde specialty. Uh, he always wants to do it, and, and he made no bones about it. But these first two games, they've rolled past Katie Jordan, which is a new school opening in the Houston area. They rolled past Dallas Bishop Dunn, which at one point was a uh, DFW private school powerhouse. They've kind of fallen on hard times since then. Uh, but the, the meat grinder starts tonight for La Vegas uh, when they're playing at Austin LBJ. Then they get number one Argyle next week. Then they get Corpus Christi Miller on the road, a really tough game. Then a bye week. And then they start district, and they start district with the three best teams in that district besides them with Stephenville, Brownwood, and Midlothian Heritage. The next seven weeks are an absolute meat grinder uh, for La Vega. And we're going to find out real quick exactly how good this La Vega team is, which I think might be actually very, very good.
3: Speaking of Stephenville, they're going to be at home hosting Salado, who's trying to bounce back after uh, that loss to Grandview in a good football game last Friday night. Uh, this one should be pretty competitive, you think, Greg? Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, You know, Salado
8: Salado came within a whisker of of beating Grandview, you know, on the road, which would have been a real feather in their cap. And and I'll tell you that I think – that this uh, i think that what you're seeing from this team is a, a a renewed sense of defense this defense is really playing particularly well and last week basically grandview got one more stop than they did you know and that's that's kind of the, the name of the game there uh but and, and you give a lot of credit to ryan edner's squad there grandview but this is a salado team that i think is serious i don't think uh they're going anywhere and, and what i really like about their team is that i think that they've got a little bit of versatility uh to them you know i think when you think of alan Hare's squad's uh, they're a team that you you think to that they're going to line up and they're going they're going to run it at you they're going to run uh, that that kind of uh, that that hard uh, offense to game playing for with the with the slot T. Uh, but I think Hutton Hare, the, the coach's kid, he can throw in a little bit and that adds another dynamic that I think Stevenville's going to have to watch out for. Uh, now look, I think Stevenville's the favorite in this one and, and they've been obviously just absolutely magnificent through the first two weeks. Uh, and if if you don't like, uh, the, I'll tell you that the computers really like what they've done because they really like dominance. They like what they do, you know, beating Sweetwater and beating Everman. Those are two hard-nosed teams and two good teams. They have impressive victories over, but I think this is their biggest. I think this is their biggest test yet, and the rubber's going to meet the road here. I think for for the Yellow Jackets, and may not come as easily, you know. They've They've gotten great play from their quarterback, Ryder Lambert, who I think has stepped up. They've they've spread the ball around to a couple of different guys there. Their wide receiver, Coy Eakin, has been a game-breaker for them. Uh, But this is a real test for them, and it's a different test. So that's going to be very interesting, especially considering in their district, they're going to have to go up against a couple of teams that really run the ball well. It's a good test for Stephenville before they get into district play.
2: All right, uh, right back in our backyard, seventh-ranked China Spring and and the Brownwood Lions. This has the makings to be a fun one.
8: Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, I've been – I'll be honest. I've been very impressed with China Spring. I I probably shouldn't be, uh, you know, because we probably should have expected them uh, to be this good. But but I think that the way that they have played has been very impressive. And you go back to last week with Lorena. And that's one of those games that I don't think – That the uh, the scoreboard necessarily tells you the whole story because you look at 21 to 13 and you're thinking okay well you know uh, kind of a sloppy game a low scoring slugfest I don't think that's the case I think those were two good defenses really going at it and Brian Bell I think has really got a defense cooking uh, there what he's been able to do I think has been awfully impressive guys like Dawson X line up front Braden Faulkner in the middle that front seven is very very dangerous and you know, by the way, uh, they've got a pretty good quarterback in, in Major Bowden. This is a, a team that I think is complete, and people need to be paying attention to. Going up against the Brownwood team that I think is, uh, you know, they're one-and-one. They're one. they played two very different kinds of games, all of them close. They, they played lane passes. They beat them 58-55. And the next week, they played Midland Greenwood, and they lost 21-20. So they can play in a lot of different ways. Uh, their offense, it, we, we, we heard from Coach Sammy Burnett before the season, that their offense they thought was going to be a little bit young. Uh, and, and as a result, I think that they still may be figuring out that consistency part of it. A lot of this comes down to which one of those offenses shows up. I think the defense has a chance to be pretty good, but they're going to get big-time tests this week uh, against China Spring. I think this is a fun one. China Spring's probably uh, a favorite in this one. But but two teams that we fully expect to be in the playoffs, and in the case of China Spring, uh, uh, one of those teams that I would kind of install is like a, a statewide sleeper, uh, a team that, that could make noise that is maybe outside of that. Carthage, Gilmer, Wimberly, West Orange, Stark, Pleasant Grove, kind of group.
3: Greg, is there is there a game of the week that we haven't mentioned yet that's on your radar right now? You know,
8: there's a couple um, uh, across the state. You know, it, it's. A, I'll, I'll just say this, and I mean this in a nice way, but it's. A, it's we got spoiled the first couple of weeks. The first couple of weeks, <laughs> it was just banger, 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 just <laughs> incredible games everywhere you look. This is a little bit thinner. Part of it is because district play is starting, and some of these teams are playing teams that they're just going to overmatch. And another part of it is there's a lot of teams that are on a bye week, but uh, they're still really great games. Uh, I think Argyle and Salina has a chance to be really, really fun uh, there in the 4A. Ranked Salina's got one of the best resumes I think in the state uh, with uh, with wins over Melissa, and, and and then last week with their uh, their win over the team that's escaping me at the moment. But it was very impressive. I was awfully impressed. Anyway, Rockwall and Lake Travis is another game at the sixth rings. If you're a big school person, this is a game for you. Talk about offense. I mean, this is going to be really fun to watch. Rockwall's got a, a wide-open offense that has been very impressive. That's a game that I've got my eye on. And in the Houston area, uh, Yoka – or rather, uh, Galena Park, North Shore, and Spring Westfield, two teams that have a history with one another, two teams that don't like each other very much, and two teams that I think have a chance to really make some noise. North Shore needs no introduction at this point. Uh, and yet, at the same time, you look at Westfield, they're a team that has uh, Cardell Williams, who is back at the quarterback spot, I think he's in his third year starting. He's a game changer as well. Uh, it's also a fun rivalry week. Cuero and Yokum is one of the oldest rivalries in the state of Texas. They're going at it, and then the, it's the 100th battle of 287 with Ennis uh, taking on their rival Waxahachie in a in a um, in a, a rivalry game. They're they're friendly rivalries where it's like ah after the game we're going to slap each other's backs and, and meet in the parking lot and talk about it. Uh, and then there's this rivalry which is different, and and they will there will not be slapping of backs. If they're slapping, there's going to be police involved. So uh, it's going to be a very, very fun night of second school football.
2: You, you mentioned earlier sometimes records don't indicate. And, and I wanted to talk about one other because this is a game that intrigues me. And it's Franklin and Camden. And I know the Yeomen are, are 0-2, but they're, they're 0-2 against two really good football teams. And this is a tradition-rich program. I just think this has the makings to be fun. Oh, I think
8: you're. I think you're spot on. Uh, I, I think that Cameron Yo uh, is the quintessential good 0 2. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they have a they have a hard hard luck loss to, to Lago Vista, who by the way is 2 0 That came in two or three overtimes I want to say uh and then they, they lose to Belleville in a close game and Belleville's a team that you need to keep an eye on you know and a team by the way that's a 4 team. to hang with them on the road was impressive taking on a Franklin team that look it's 2-0 and you think okay just look at the record 2-0 versus 0-2 I know who I'm going to pick uh the thing about Franklin you know you go back to when they played Lorena um they 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 messed around they needed a, kind of a late touchdown to win that game they have not showed that kind of dominance that kind of uh, that kind of uh, you know finish them type instinct. This is an opportunity that if if they let Cameron Yo hang around, this is a team that's that's hungry for a win. Uh, you know they're going to be at home in front of a, a rowdy crowd, and there's nothing that Rick Rhodes would like to do than knock off a state ranked team in his in his yard uh, and show people that the yeomen are back. I think this is um this is one of those games that if, if it weren't high school football you'd call it a trap game uh for franklin that you if you get caught looking at the records you'll be like oh well they're just a lot better than cameron you know, i just don't think that's the case i think yo's got something and they're getting better each week and if franklin's not careful they're gonna get caught
2: hey hey, greg want to get one final thought from you uh, obviously today the big 12 announces the addition of the four uh, programs as far in a Clearly, that creates the stability uh, that the, the conference is looking for. How does that affect recruiting in this state?
8: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, and I think that this is obviously as far as within the state of Texas. I think this is a huge win uh, for Houston. You know, this is a huge win for Houston. They can get that uh, that that power five kind of nod uh, that they've always wanted, and have that uh, that that card in their deck, so to speak, when they walk into to, to living rooms. Now, I will say this: I think that. Texas is one of those states that I think is getting over recruited, and what I mean by that is everyone's coming in, everyone's trying to get kids in Texas. And so as a result, you know, uh, you you look, you got Ohio State coming in, you've got Clemson coming in, Uh, but furthermore, you've also got all these teams in the AAC uh, that are coming in, teams in Conference USA that are coming in. They're getting these three stars, right? Don't think about the five stars and the four stars. Think about the three stars. And what you're doing by bringing in teams, you know, like Cincinnati, right? BYU is an interesting situation because of the religious component, and there's things, there's uh, there's other elements that go on there. Uh, but bringing in a team like Cincinnati and bringing in a team like UCF, uh, that's going to open the recruiting doors uh, for for those for those teams. And I think that the road got a little bit tougher on the recruiting trail, uh, just a little bit for for maybe the in-state schools because you're welcoming more teams into the party and you're welcoming them to have that kind of in-state. Uh, you know, carrots to give to a recruit. So I think that that's going to be very interesting. They, all, they already had that as far as, you know, UCF. Obviously, they came and played Houston and, and, and SMU. Uh, but now they're really going to have that from a Power 5 perspective. It'll be interesting. And so you're not going to notice it with the five-star. Kate Klubnick was always going to go to a place like Clemson, right? But what I'm talking about is that three-star running back uh, at uh, at Lorena, right? Or that, that, that three-star defensive back uh, at Teague, who is now going to get some calls from places – uh, like orlando and from cincinnati uh that maybe they he wouldn't have gotten those calls otherwise so uh, it'll be a shifting it'll be a shifting landscape i do think that we're gonna it's gonna take a while before we really understand the impact of it probably like class of 2025 or so but you know there will be an impact and i think that 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 middle class of, of recruits is certainly going to become much more in higher demand
2: all right uh, what's the what's the big feature tonight on Bally sports southwest we got coverage
8: from all across the state. I believe we literally
2: have people in Houston and in El Paso,
8: and so we've we've got this. What'd you do? Coverage. Just leave them there? Yeah, I just left <laughs> Ashley Pickle, our our executive producer, out there to to, to work, and just like, hey, it's fine. You can have another meal uh, out there in El Paso. So yeah, we got coverage. Six hours of high school football coverage starting at seven o'clock on Valley Sports Southwest.
2: Hey, Greg, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. All right, take care, boys. Talk to you soon. That's uh, Greg Tepper from uh, from uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Valley Sports Southwest. It is a 515, 15 after 5. Coming up next, we talk to Ricky Thompson, and uh, we'll talk uh, uh, some Baylor football. We'll do that in a couple of minutes. But right now it is time for the Cowboy Report. If you or a loved one suffer from chronic pain, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali of Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro is a board-certified pain specialist. Call Dr. Ali today at 469-562-4180.
16: Hi everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Tom Brady puts a dagger through the hearts of Cowboys fans as the Bucks rally for a 31-29 win in last night's season opener at Tampa
1: That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details.
4: Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life and get an exclusive DCU fan pack and member benefits. Dallas Cowboys United members receive exclusive access to virtual content, Cowboys Pro Shop discounts, early entrance to select Cowboys events, VIP experiences, and more. Memberships start at only $20. Visit dallascowboys.com united to join today. That's dallascowboys.com united.
16: Dak topped 400 passing yards, Amari had 13 catches and two scores, but Dallas lost in Tampa last night 31-29 as the Bucks' Tom Brady threw four touchdowns and engineered the game-winning drive in the final minute that ended with kicker Ryan Suckup's 36-yarder, which is two seconds remaining for the Tampa win. Meanwhile, Cowboys special teams' miscues were costly. Kicker Greg Zerline missed two field goals and an extra point, leading to his post-game mea culpa.
3: I mean, I know we played well enough to win. If I do my job, we win that game. So I feel bad for the guys in there.
8: I didn't hold up my end of the deal. I just have to do my job.
16: Dallas opens the season 0-1. With the Cowboys, I'm Christy Scales. If you're a professional
13: athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helped the Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsborough with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline you.
14: Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized bagolgi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha, lime, and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco.
1: Time to talk football with Ricky Thompson. Presented by Alliance Bank of Central Texas, and it is a five nineteen. Ricky, good afternoon. How are you, my friend?
15: Good, guys,
2: doing well. Hey, so let, let's uh, before we talk about tomorrow, let's let's go back and revisit uh, last uh, last Saturday down in San Marcos. What what was your big takeaway in the uh, the Bears' win over Texas State?
15: Well, I think the big takeaway is that they won the football game. Uh, how many games did we see like that where teams maybe? Uh, Washington Huskies lost a game that they very well shouldn't have lost. Uh, I think they did what they had to do to win the game, and they had to put it in the end zone. They did. Remember, they dropped down 10-7 to 7, uh, on the road. That could have been a really tough time. If you turn the ball back over to Texas State at that point, they get the ball before the half with a chance to go up maybe 17-7, to 7 and the Bears took it down the field and scored, went up 14-10. to 10. A lot of mistakes, a lot of penalties, a lot of things to work on. Uh, obviously, but I think it was adequate. I think you got the win. I think there was a lot to work on. I uh, saw some really good things out there. Uh, I, they're going to have to get better, which they all know that. And I would expect they do that tomorrow.
3: When you look at the offensive line play, where do you think that it's trending in the right direction because that was a concern going into the ball game?
15: Yeah, I really do. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt. You know, guys, you mentioned that. Something funny. I watched Coach Mateos Mateos on Saturday, and they had those two huge boards in the corner, if you remember school boards. They really weren't school boards, just video boards. Mm -hmm. And I noticed those were fairly close-up videos there, and he was watching the board to watch his offensive linemen versus watching the game because it was really a better picture, a clearer picture. I thought that was really interesting. He had his back to the field, watching the board. Then he would turn around and yell at his guys after the play. So this guy's intense. I think he's done a really good job. I thought they really showed some nice improvement over last year. I think they'll get better as the year goes by. If they can stay healthy, I think they've got a chance to be pretty good. I know you probably saw that their scores, offensively, particularly pass blocking, were really good. So – uh, I think there is some reason for optimism up front.
2: Ricky, I, and I, I've slept since then, but uh, I'm just trying to remember it. They had a drive. Uh, the Bears had a drive, and, and it was an opportunity, I think, to go up maybe 31 to 13. Instead, the drive stalled, and, and they kicked the field goal, and then immediately Texas State went and scored to make it a seven-point football game. And I'm like, okay, so Baylor's kind of dominating this thing, but yet, Texas State is in this football game, and my initial thought was you got to finish those drives. Instead of field goals, you need seven points.
15: Absolutely, and I just talked about it. I think the reason for that is 11 penalties. I, if you remember on one of that drive, Gary Bohannon carried the ball one time, I think. It was on a quarterback draw, picked up a first down on third and eight, third and nine, had a great run. We get a holding call, and that takes it back, and then you don't score. It, it was things like that all day. Texas State's first scoring drive, we have them stop roughing the punter. They get the ball back, 15-yard penalty, they score. Uh, you just you can't do those things. Our opening drive, I think it was, we get down to the 20, fumble the football away. So, little things. I, I think you don't expect to hold a team to 235 total yards and give up 20 points. I mean, in my mind, you don't. I think you'll take that most any game to hold the opponent to 235. But you would expect with that type of defense, you're not giving up 20. And I think the difference there was the mistakes and the penalties.
3: Were you concerned at all, or does it concern you about the deep ball for the offense right now? Or is that something that you think will that will come in time?
15: I, well, in one way, Ward, no, I'm not. Other way, yes. But I, I thought there, there's – to me, there wasn't a concern because the plays we were calling were open. We had guys mm-hmm. running deep, running open. Gary un- overthrew those balls. He's got a great arm. I think part of that is excitement, lack of experience, all of the above. I think he'll eventually hit those. I thought the play calls were good. The play action worked. We had our receivers running by him. And, and more than that, what I picked up is at least Gary was going to the right guy. Does that make sense? He had mm-hmm. his progression. He was delivering the ball to the right guy. He was just overthrowing it. And I'd rather see that than a misread or an underthrow. They'll hit some of those. And think about the difference in that game. What They had five deep balls, I believe, missed them all. If you hit one of those, different ball game.
2: Talking with Ricky Thompson uh, from the uh, Baylor r- r- radio crew. And, and Ricky, uh, look, t- tomorrow is a game I, I think we all feel – this should be in hand rather, rather quickly. So is this about Baylor more than it is about Texas Southern? And what, what I'm, what I mean is cleaning up those penalties, making it, you continue to make the right reads, continue to grow and develop it within the scheme. Is, is that what they're looking for this week against Texas Southern?
15: Yes, I think it has to be. And, and frankly, this is a game that we should win handily, should win rather easily. And that doesn't always happen, but I think it's important to go out and do that. I think we would have all preferred to go out and beat Texas State thirty four to thirteen instead of twenty nine to twenty. And I think tomorrow it's important that we try to dominate the football game, that we get the running game going, that we hit some of those deep balls that we just talked about. Don't miss them all. Hit one or two of those, have some big plays, dominate defensively and and maybe get some of these other guys in in the second half, keep everybody healthy, and maybe you see a Zeno, a shape in in the second half. And I, I think, yes, we take care of ourselves, and if we take care of ourselves, we should win this game handily.
2: All right, Rick, uh, w- what's, uh, what's going on at Alliance? And I mean, how close are we? Are we getting closer to our, uh, our uh, Bell County location?
15: Well, we're getting close. We didn't do as fast as the Big Twelve and adding four teams, but we're <laughs> we're we're, 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 we're going to try. Maybe we'll get over there, and I expect to before we add the next two when these other two guys are gone. About that, <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're yeah, we're we're headed that way. Really excited about it. And excited about football tomorrow and high school football tonight. In fact.
2: Ricky, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again next week.
15: You bet, guys. Talk,
2: talk to you soon. That is Ricky Thompson uh, from Alliance Bank of Central Texas, and of course, the uh, longtime sideline reporter for the Baylor Radio Network. It is five twenty-six. Coming up next, we're going to talk some Cowboys football with Kyle Yeomans. But right now, John Morris joins us with today's Baylor Sports Beat. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now
1: here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
6: Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Football with their home season opener comes up tomorrow evening at McLean Stadium. That plus volleyball and soccer news, it's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
2: Now, back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
6: And welcome back. Baylor football plays their home opener for the 2021 season tomorrow evening at McLean Stadium, hosting the Tigers of Texas Southern. Texas Southern 0-1 on the year. They lost to rival Prairie View A&M last week in their season opener. The Bears back home after a 29-20 win over Texas State in San Marcos last Saturday. Here's Baylor head coach Dave Aranda from Wednesday's Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's talking about Texas Southern.
0: They're talented, um, really good skill level. Uh, They're fast, they're long uh, athletes um, receiver-wise. Or offense-wise, wide receivers is a strength. Quarterback is a freshman. He played in the spring. Um, he's got he's got a big arm. You know, I think he can make big plays uh, both ways. You know, I think he's still in a in a learning phase. I think offensive line for them um, is inconsistent, but I think you know running back and receivers they're they're talented and they can turn something or nothing into something pretty quick. Um, if they see man, if they see man coverage and it's pressed, um, you know they'll throw it up and they can they can come down with it. On defense, uh, they're a four down team and so their front is pretty stagnant. Not a lot of movement, really, not a lot of blitzes either, mm-hmm. um, and so um, pretty basic front wise. Their ends can rush the passer. Um, and a lot of them play run or play pass on the way to run. So there's times where gaps can get big. But secondary-wise, again, very skillful. And so a lot of man coverage.
6: Dave Aranda and the Bears hosting the Tigers of Texas Southern tomorrow evening at 6 at McLean Stadium. Our coverage here begins at 2 p.m. on Saturday, 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show live from Touchdown Alley. Then a 6 p.m. kickoff all here on ESPN Central Texas. Television on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. Also, Baylor Volleyball on the road at Florida. Tonight at 7 and tomorrow at 6. Baylor Soccer, home hosting Oregon, Saturday. Baylor Soccer, home hosting Oregon, Sunday at 7 p.m. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from McLean Stadium. And have more Monday. I'm Joe Morris.
5: The Crawford
7: Coaches Show with Greg Jacobs. Brought to you by Security Bank of Crawford. Crawford Booster Club. Benchmark Mortgage. MP Electric
4: and t f n b your bank for life coach off to a 2 and 0 start on the season with a 50 to 6 victory over eddie last Friday night talk a little bit about the game and the things your team did well looks like they did a lot of things well well
9: we uh we finished well we didn't start out too well we turned the ball over early uh, which led to a, an early touchdown for them and uh so that that uh, kind of woke us up i think a little bit and uh, we were able to put uh, three or four scores together at half, by halftime, uh, and and uh, got back on the right track. So, uh, you know, we finished well. I was really pleased with, uh, you know, some important aspects of our of our team, especially in our special teams. Uh, we had a kick return for a touchdown, and then uh, we had a, a long field goal that was executed properly. And so, uh, I, I was pleased with that.
4: Now, this week, you've got Axtell coming up. Talk a little bit about Axtell. Offensively, what do they do?
9: Uh, offensively, Axtell runs a, a double wing formation, which is uh, uh, has a lot of misdirection in, in their offense. Uh, they utilize a lot of, of misdirection. So, uh, that can lull you to sleep a lot of times. They they rely heavily on the run game, but uh, their play-action game is really good, too. So, Uh, You know, they got a big victory last week against uh, Bremont, so uh, they're going to be riding high going into this this week.
5: What
4: about defensively?
9: Defensively, they're a a 4-2-5 team, I think. They uh, they utilize a lot of pressure up front with their front four. Uh, They fly to the ball. They're very good and very active, Uh, so it'll be a challenge.
3: ESPN Central Texas.
19: experience visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us
5: Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Boskey, Coriel, and McLennan Counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Boskeyville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing.
1: Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All
2: right, 535. It is a football Friday, y'all, as uh, we get you ready for uh, high school football. Let's talk a little bit about uh, last night's uh, Cowboy game against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're joined now from the uh, Dallas Cowboy Network by Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good afternoon. How are you?
20: Doing all right, still trying to recover from another late night at the studio, but overall feeling pretty good, and just like you guys, getting ready for a Friday night of high school football.
2: Kyle, first of all, I want to I want to dive into uh, one of the things that we talked about at the top of the show. Were you surprised, or did you know that it was going to be part of the plan, or was it part of the plan for Zeke going to get uh, eleven carries? You
20: know, I I didn't think it was a part of the plan early on, which is why I I think I was surprised to see Zeke only with the 11 carries. Now, the Cowboys have never had success with not getting Zeke the football. I mean, 0-8 now after last night when he has 12 or fewer carries. And and I don't think that's ever a part of the game plan going into it saying, hey, we're not going to give Zeke the, the football, especially when he's a $90 million running back. Uh, however, I really think the, it was really more of just what the Tampa Bay defense gave Kellen Moore, uh, in terms of the look, they, they loaded the box. They dared, uh, Dallas to throw the football and to challenge them with Dak Prescott. And I really thought Kellen Moore, even despite the, the lack of balance on offense called a, a really, really well called game, uh, throughout the day, but it just wasn't one that was inducive to getting the run game going.
3: Do you think that this team, it would behoove them to just stay with the running game and try to make it work, or is, is it just going to be a game-by-game basis? If it's not work, they're going to abandon it. I, I, to me, I feel like they abandoned it too quickly, but you know, I'm, I'm not there on the sidelines, so I don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of us are, and, and none of us really get to see
20: exactly what the conversations are like down there. And maybe they didn't feel good with the matchups that were given to them in terms of the front seven for Tampa Bay and kind of the way that it was outlined uh, early on. They, they, without Zach Martin, maybe they didn't feel comfortable with the the run blocking ability of, of Connor McGovern up front. And and I think overall, uh, you, you got to find a way to, to have success. Like you said, even if things don't match up well, I mean, it's almost unheard of not having any sort of run game because, even in the past, if, if Zeke hasn't had double-digit carries or is right at double-digit carries, then uh, there's there's no way that, I guess, Tony Pollard or somebody else wouldn't be given those carries elsewhere. So it was weird to, to see them abandon it so fast. But like I said, I don't think that's ever a part of the game plan. But, hey, I, if they've done it in week one, I wouldn't expect them to at least go away from that again in the future.
2: Well, more bad news for the Cowboys uh, with Collins in the suspension. Say that one more time. You kind of broke up. I was just talking about uh, Lyle Collins in the in the uh, in the suspension. But more bad news for the Cowboys. Whew.
20: yeah, you're exactly right about that. I I mean, you talk about uh, a big time fill in spot for a guy coming in like a Terrence Steele or a Brandon Knight. I mean, who is going to come in and fill the spot of Lyle Collins for five weeks? Now you're looking at three guys that could potentially be out week two against the chargers that are Mm. crucial parts of your offense with Zach Martin. Is he going to be able to be back? I know there was some hope that he would be back this week, but with COVID, you don't know what that timeline is going to look like heading into another week of football. And then, you turn around and Lyle Collins is not available on the right side. Oh, and Michael Gallup's now out for a couple of weeks if that ends up being the case. It is. It's scary. It's reminiscent of 2020 of seeing some of your key players on offense dropping early in the year, and that's never a good sign.
3: Kyle, did did the Cowboys know that this was coming, or did they see this was coming with Collins? And, And if so, why do you think that they didn't go out and just at least find some temporary solution to the depth of this offensive line, because of the fact that this was going to happen,
20: you know, and I think that Ward probably answered your your own question. Just I don't think they did see this coming, to be okay. honest. And it was a it was a thing that that came out of nowhere, at least from the media standpoint. But it, the way that it was kind of handled, and it kind of leaked out, and Schefter got a hold of it, and then uh, of course the Cowboys had to make the statement with Mike McCarthy a little bit ago, but. Uh, I think overall, yeah, it, it was a bit of a surprise, and of course, the the initial reports of that it wasn't even a substance abuse issue; it was the fact that he declined for testing for the substance abuse, and and uh-huh. so that's what it looks like, or at least that's what the reports are out there. So maybe it was just a one-time deal, and uh, of course, he's going to get docked for it no matter what, because there's really no leeway, no uh, no buffer there for Cowboys. Uh, or any player in the NFL to to reject testing of that magnitude. So, I don't know. I I really don't know exactly what that situation looks like in-house, but they're going to have to find a way to scramble and fill that spot.
2: Now, a a couple of days off for this football team, and then they'll go back to work getting ready for the Chargers. And, you know, we all were were, were talking about it over the last couple of days. This 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 is a tough start. Uh, you go Tampa, and then you go to the Chargers, and both on the road. This is a this is a heck of a start for this Cowboy football team.
20: Yeah, especially when you don't have those guys. And I mentioned to you guys last week that I thought no matter what, the Cowboys were going to go one and one. And so I still think the Cowboys can come out with a win uh, against Los Angeles. They, I mean, the, you look at the way that Dak Prescott played his tail off last night. I mean, it was pretty remarkable. Even though he was visibly uh, perturbed by the shoulder injury in that first half, I think the way that he responded and the way that Kellen Moore kind of allowed him to be successful is something that I'm really encouraged about moving forward. Even if there isn't uh, a Lyle Collins or a Zach Martin up front, I, I still feel pretty good about how Kellen Moore can scheme up something for Dak Prescott to get those numbers and to get the ball into the hands of those receivers. And then the defense. I mean, we haven't even spoken about the defense yet uh, and and the four turnovers that they forced. Sure, they gave up a big play on occasion, and there are some things to fix, uh, especially when you talk about some of the veterans in the secondary like Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis and some of the the busted coverage that they had. But Trayvon Diggs looks like a cornerback one. Uh, You had four turnovers, uh, four takeaways. Those two more gimmies you took advantage whenever you could. So I'm excited about what this defense has moving forward, how they continue to evolve and uh, get better as the year goes along. And I think this is the perfect test coming off of what was a Super Bowl champion test and was always going to push you to the limit initially. Now you get a chance to turn around and and you're, you're tested to win a game that you absolutely should win.
2: Kyle, we uh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry,
3: Ward. When you look at this defense, you mentioned them, Kyle. And, and did it seem to you that they were playing, much looser, much faster, mm-hmm. more downhill than we saw all of last year. Is Dan Quinn got this defense to where it's more comfortable than ever before?
20: It certainly looks that way. I mean, you saw it just as much as I did. I mean, it, it felt different.
3: It, it really did, and it was
20: early that I, I saw that, and it, it felt different. And, of course, that's kind of the way it's looked throughout training camp and in the very, very small amount of time that the starters were on the field in the preseason you kind of just had a feeling that things were clicking. Things were getting understood, and the X's and O's, and the communication was there. And I think you saw kind of the culmination of that last night. You also saw the culmination of something that's been very frustrating for Cowboys fans for quite some time, and that's playing the best players on the field for the best matchups. And and Dan Quinn talked about it at training camp at Oxnard, and he was saying that, hey, if we're going up against an offense that we feel like matches up a certain way, We're going to put the best guys in that scenario. We're not just going to play starters because they're starters. And you saw that last night because of the snap counts with guys like Jalen Smith, who only saw 16 snaps, Leighton Vanderash, who saw 14. And then the majority of the linebacker play was from Micah Parsons with 51 snaps. And then Keona Neal, who had 50 snaps. And that's not necessarily anything I think anybody could have predicted going into the year. But with the way that you kind of had to play nickel last night and you had to fly around, you had to have that team speed, those two guys fit the mold better than Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh and that's something I think Dan Quinn's going to continue moving forward.
2: Hey, Kyle, we know you uh, you got a, a game tonight to cover. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week.
20: Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Have a good day. That is uh, Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys Network. It is 544. We're 16 away from 6, and we're brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. You know, uh, whether it's a birthday gift, an anniversary gift, a holiday gift, you need to stop by Morrison's Gifts. Waco's gift store for every occasion, whether it's John Hart Leather Goods, Consuela Leather Goods, big old key rings, candles, jewelry, whatever the case may be, it's available at Morrison's Gifts. They're at 4308. West Waco Drive. And again, they've been in business since 1979. Not sure what you want to get? Let the ladies at Morrison's Gifts help you out. And they'll they'll point you in the right direction. And then you're going to get free gift wrapping as well. That's Morrison's Gifts. And uh, they are, again, located at 4308 West Waco Drive. That's right next to Jason's Deli.
7: The Bosqueville Coaches Show with Clint Zander is brought to you by Polanski Heating and Air and Redwoods Incorporated.
17: Oscyville Bulldogs now one and one on the season after a 20 to 14 loss to Holland. Coach, victory was within a touchdown. What happened?
11: We just didn't execute offensively well enough. We uh, we dropped a, a wide open pass uh, late in the game. We we're driving on about the 30 and fumble and. Uh, missed another opportunity earlier in the game, had a punt blocked for a touchdown. Just some things that we didn't execute on very well that, that we got to get better at in the next couple weeks before we start district.
17: Does it trouble you any that you're only put 14 points on the board offensively?
11: Not really. We we've been trying offensively to slow some things down because of our numbers are low and, and we're going to look at, you know, changing that and hopefully getting a better offensive rhythm.
17: How about on the defensive side? Who stood out for you in this particular game?
11: One of our linebackers, John Ewens, had 27 tackles, so I guess I would say he stood out. Across the board, we, we didn't play bad at all defensively. They hit us on, a, on two different big long runs that we didn't play real well. But besides that, I thought our defense looked pretty good.
17: Well, next up for you is a trip on the road to Palmer, and they did not play last Friday. So they've had a chance to kind of look at you guys a little extra.
11: Well, they have. They, they hadn't played in two weeks. They, they scrimmaged twice and then missed the first and second games because of COVID-related issues. And it's one of those things where you don't really know what to expect again. Uh you know, you watch some scrimmage film and hopefully learn a few things from that. We look back at our game from last year to see how they tried to attack us. But uh, it'll be it'll be an interesting trip, <laughs> to, to say the least. You know, trying to figure out exactly where they're at, and and hopefully with two games of experience under our belts, that will be you know to our favor. You know, maybe they'll have some of those first game miscues that you seem to always have. ESPN Central Texas.
5: Is your air conditioning system not exactly cooling or heating your house or office like it did when it was new? AC systems weren't built to last forever, especially in our hot and humid Central Texas climate. If your unit is over 10 years old, chances are you're on borrowed time. Polanski Heating and Air offers award-winning customer service and straightforward pricing with no hidden fees or charges. Family owned and operated, call Polanski Heating and Air of Waco today. That's 254-218-3321 for offers and service area.
7: This is Jim Haller proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to Redwoods Incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted Redwoods Incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see Greg or Scott at Redwoods Incorporated conveniently located off North Valley Mills Drive on Esther Street behind Applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did
10: Wings Pizza and Things has been your go to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook.
2: Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility. That develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply.
10: Last Chance Bar in Bellmead is under new ownership. This family-owned and operated establishment offers a small-town atmosphere with a rustic down-home feel.
14: Open seven days a week, this hometown sports bar offers a variety of entertainment.
10: Pool tournaments every Monday and Tuesday, karaoke every Thursday, and live music Saturdays.
14: Located at 1200 New Dallas Highway in Bellmead.
10: Only minutes from I-35 and a short drive from downtown Waco.
14: With the coldest beer in town and some friendly faces, stop into Last Chance Bar for some good old Texas hospitality.
10: For more information and upcoming events, log on to Last Chance. BarTX.com
16: My house has a new
3: Direct For a free in-home estimate, UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews.
16: I love my windows. They've got that brand-new home effect. Universal Windows Direct.
1: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler
2: Jeep Ram Studios, Game time this afternoon, brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas this is since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the same ownership, same family-operated business, covering four generations, which is a rarity in today's business environment. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has locations in Bryan and also right here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday, 730 to 5, and Saturdays 8 till noon. And, of course, they're open 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been a part of the program. Thanks to Drew Davison from the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Also, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Valley Sports Southwest. And to uh, Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys Network. We'll do it again Monday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Until then, have yourself a great weekend, and we'll talk to you tomorrow from the Baylor game.
1: This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris.
6: Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on the Friday Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll look at a full schedule of games in the Big 12 that actually begins tonight. One game tonight, nine coming up tomorrow, including a top 10 matchup and college game day from Ames. That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Hey, folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928.
1: Check out the Bailer Bookstore on campus for the latest men's, women's, and children's Bailer apparel. The Bailer Bookstore.